purpose, obedience, prayer. Girls, let's study the word, discover our purpose, remain in obedience, and fervently pray. Christian Girls Pop. Hey girl, welcome to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie and I'm the founder of this girls group. I'm super excited that you could join me for yet another episode. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you are a repeat listener, welcome back girl. You are in for a treat this episode. I'm super excited for you to hear from a special guest speaker that we have this week. Her name is Kristen Clark, and she is co-founder of Girl Defined Ministries. Her and her sister Bethany work together through blogs, books, YouTubes, and now podcasts to spread the word of Jesus, to encourage girls, and to help them find their true identity in Christ and know who they are through Christ and not of this world. So I'm super excited for what we have in store today. Hey, I am so excited to be here. And I love that. I just found out you're from Houston. I'm from San Antonio. So I love that we're fellow Texans too. I think that's going to make this conversation extra good. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. So can you tell listeners a little bit more about Girl Define, what it is and how you came up with the name? Yeah. So Girl Define, really the name kind of tells the, it tells the story of the ministry. We are we are here to help girls become girls defined by God. And, you know, there's so much out there trying to define what it means to be a woman. So in our society, um, our, our world is telling us what it means to be beautiful, what it means to be successful, what it means to be validated, to have worth and where our identity comes from. And the world is giving us answers, but they're not answers according to God's word. And so here at Girl Define, we always say that the only one who can define us is the one who designed us. And that's kind of like our little catchphrase because mm-hmm. God is our yeah. creator, right? Like he's our creator. So he knows us and he knows why he made us and he knows Um, He knows what it means for us to be women defined by him. So as we look in his word, we find so much hope, so many answers, so much freedom as we live out our womanhood for his glory. So that's really our heartbeat and our just passion here at Girl Defined is to help women everywhere learn what it means to be a girl defined by God. I love that so much. The only one that can define you is the one that designed you. Yeah. I I love it so much. And that is really going to even pour into the topic that we talk about today. The topic of this podcast is knowing what you're carrying. If you've been listening in, you know that this month we're talking about the birth aspect, the topic of birth. And one one important part of birth is knowing what you're carrying. And yes, it goes beyond knowing the gender of your baby, but it's also in a spiritual sense, knowing the purpose behind what you have, the importance of what you can bring into this world. And so I'm super excited for us to really dive into this. Before we tap in and get to the questions, let's pray real quick. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for another chance for us to be able to share your word, share our experiences, our stories, yet one more time to encourage others, to bring hope to others. We really want to just know you in such a real way to have this relationship with you so that we can go and do what we are called to do. Lord, I pray that you speak to us through this time, speak through us in this time, and allow others Mm. to be blessed by this. Allow us to be also encouraged just by the words that we share with each other. We thank you for this opportunity. We don't take it for granted. I pray that all the ears that are listening are receptive and apply this to their lives so that they can continue to become the women that you have called them Mm -hmm. and designed them to be. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. And we pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. So like I said, we've been talking about birth for this month and the topic 
this week is knowing what you're carrying. And we're relating this to identity and purpose, which fits in so well with your ministry. So just right off the bat, can you speak on the importance of purpose and identity? Yeah. You know, our purpose and identity can come from so many places. And I think it's easy for us as girls, as women to misplace our identity, to look for our worth and value in the wrong things. I know over the years I've done that and I still wrestle with that, like finding my worth and value in my beauty or what other people say about me, um, popularity, success, my relationship status, um, just so many things. And Um, that's why I'm so passionate about going back to God's word and just looking in God's word and saying, okay, God, there's a lot out there that I can look for, for my identity, but who do you say I am? Um, who do you call me to be? And I think, uh, at the very core of who calls us to be, who God calls us to be is we're called to be women who glorify him, right? Who live for his glory, who worship him and want to live our lives in a way that puts him on display rather than putting us on display. And I think that's at the core of starting at the right place of finding our identity in Christ is saying, you know, God, this life isn't so much about me as it is about me using my life to glorify you. And then from that posture, kind of that heart posture of humility, we're able to say, okay, my life's about glorifying God, about worshiping him, about serving him and loving others. Okay. From there, then I can start looking at all of these other categories and I can um, kind of put those in the right place. They're no longer the things that are defining me, but rather I can then use things like beauty or success or accomplishments or even relationships to be uh, like a conduit of glorifying God rather than the thing that defines us. Mm, yeah, that's good. Making like really realizing what is the priority here? What is it, the thing I need to center on first? And then everything else aligns itself. I think a right. lot of people get distracted by the other things. And we try to let those mm-hmm. end up being the thing to define us. And it just throws everything off. It really does. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I know. I think everybody listening can relate to that, right? Like something I, I ask myself a lot. I'm like, okay, I am a girl defined by blank. And if you, we were really honest and we answered, we filled in that blank, what would be the thing right now that we are looking f- looking to for our worth and identity? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I know I've gone through so many seasons. Like when I was single and I was longing to get married, I think I wouldn't have said like, oh, I'm a girl defined by my relationship status, but really so much of my actions when I wasn't trusting in God's timing or trusting him with my future, I was a girl defined by my relationship status. And I was trying to manipulate circumstances and, um, you know, put myself out there and meet guys and, you know, try to find that godly guy instead of resting in the Lord and trusting his timing, trusting his plan. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's so important for us to stop and go really right now who, like I am a girl defined by what, and if our answer is anything other than Christ, then I think that's such a sign just in our hearts of, you know, our priorities are out of place and we're not living for God's glory first and foremost. And so for me, that's just kind of a daily check of a question that I ask in my heart. And if I can see there's something out of line, I just say, Lord, you know, help me to not be defined by that. Help me to glorify you first and foremost, to live for your glory, to trust you, to live surrendered to whatever it is I'm wrestling with. And then, um, and then I feel like with that right heart posture, I can kind of go from there. Wow. That's such a good heart check. Like every day, hey, where's my heart? What am Mm -hmm. I doing? Because sometimes we do need that alignment, you know? Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a couple of days of not spending time in the word or just life happens or, you know, just sometimes we just get in our heads and we get a little bit off track and we need that alignment of like, let me figure out where my definition is coming from, where my identity, where my purpose is, because that determines literally your whole life. <laughs> oh, I know. Yes. And it determines your decisions, you know, because if we're defined by the wrong things, that 100% 
um, will influence our actions. So if we think about like, why am I behaving this way? Why am I thinking these thoughts? Why am I acting this way? Well, what am I allowing to define me? And whatever we're allowing to define us, that will completely influence our actions, which like you're saying influences our whole life. So yeah, it's a really important question for us to sit down and pause and really meditate on. Yes. And I pray that those that are listening today will actually take time to do that. Um, that you not just listen and just say, Oh, that was a good episode, but really take the things that we say to heart mm. and have that time just of self-reflection and just really self-analysis and really seeing what, what do I have going on right now? What is it looking like in my day-to-day life? Where are my priorities? Where is my heart? And like Kristen said, if it's not anything, but Jesus, we got some work to do. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So- With the topic of birth and knowing what you're carrying, I really believe that purpose is this underlying foundation that's there. And so as we know, women are the ones that are designed by God to bring life into the world through giving birth. And that's in a physical sense. Um, That's just how God has designed women. But how do you believe this design correlates with identity and purpose in a spiritual sense? Yeah. You know, I love this question and I love this topic. I don't feel like it's one that we talk about enough in Christian circles, we actually at Girl Defined. So we have a book, Girl Defined, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity. And in one of our chapters where we're talking about, okay, what are the pillars of biblical womanhood? This exact topic is one of those pillars and we call it, it's pillar number two and it's she produces life. Mm -hmm. And this whole idea that we are God's chosen gender really to be the ones that are gifted to produce life, like to have a womb, um, you know, and all the other fun things that come along with being a woman, some not so fun things. (laughs) Like every month, you know, Um, but this amazing gift and this unique ability that God has gifted to females um, distinctively from men, uh, which even in our culture, there's a lot of controversy over that right now. But when we look at God's word, when we look at Genesis, we see, wow, from the beginning in Genesis, we see God creating the male and the female and gifting the woman with this ability to produce life. And so it really is a core part of what it means to be a woman distinct from a man. Um, and something that I had wrestled with in my, my husband and I have been married, we're coming on 10 years. And I just always assumed that we would be able to just have children and start our family. You know, early on, we were very excited about starting a family. I'm from a big family of eight kids. And so I loved that. And I was like, oh, I want to have a lot of kids myself. And, you know, early on in marriage, it became really clear that that journey to motherhood was going to be a lot harder than I thought. And we experienced two early miscarriages and then Uh, five years of infertility and then another unexpected miscarriage. And I was diagnosed with um, undiagnosed infertility. And so for me, I kind of went through a little bit of an identity crisis, to be honest, of like, okay, I'm a woman. I know that God has uniquely gifted me this ability to be able to produce life, you know, physical life in my womb to bear children, but I'm not able to do that. Like this isn't working, you know, is something wrong with me? Like, am I a real woman? I mean, really just in my heart wrestling with my identity. And it was through that wrestle that God really took me to his word and helped me to see that the physical reality of being able to bear children, having a womb, um, that gift of producing life, it's, it's not just, it doesn't just stop with the physical, but it speaks to something so much deeper. And there's a verse that I love that in Psalm 113, nine says, he gives the childless woman a household, making her the joyful mother of children. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And that verse just, 
Um, and as I studied more on that verse, I realized that it's talking about something so much deeper that women, we, we are gifted with the ability to bear children, but that doesn't mean every woman is going to be able to do that or that every woman will get married and will bear children. But what this design is speaking to, I think is a much deeper spiritual reality. And that is that we are gifted and called to produce life, whether it's physical or spiritual. And so in that Psalm, it's talking about, he gives the childless woman a household, like, okay, how is he giving this childless woman a household? And I think it's talking spiritually. He's making her the joyful joyful mother of children, but not physical children, spiritual children. And I just feel like God gave me such a vision, even in my barrenness physically, a vision of producing spiritual life and just gave me such a heart for mentoring younger women, for discipling younger women. And through that, I saw a much bigger picture of what it means to be a woman, of what it means to produce life. And you know, and it's so much more than just physical. And so my, my passion, um, and like my identity, I feel like was landed in the right place, like biblically, like, okay, I may not be able to produce spiritual or physical children, but I can produce spiritual children. And so I started mentoring, um, discipling younger women and just seeing the fruit that God produced through that, um, was, there was so much joy in that. And so that Psalm became real to me and alive to me. And I was like, okay, God, I get it. Like, this is much different than I ever imagined for my life. Like this is a very different story than I wrote for myself, but this is obviously your sovereign plan for me. And so thank you for this gift of being able to produce spiritual life and finding my identity in the right place that really helped me to see the joy that could come from that. So yes, to answer your question, I think this impacts our identity in huge ways as women. Absolutely. Wow. That's so powerful that you're able to see the underlying plan that God had through that and seeing the spiritual side of it, because it can be so easy to read that verse and be in the complaining side of her, like the, you know, kind of take on the woe with me, like, what have I been able to do? And you could have been able to see it in just strictly a physical sense. Like it could easily have just been such a, a verse that would just kind of make you just spiral out of control. But I love that you were able to take that other perspective to it. And for those that are listening, I thought it was really cool because I, when I do these topics, they're all spirit led. I always just pray and whatever the Lord says, the topic is, that's what the topic is. And he gave me this plan for all of 2020 at the, at the end of 2019. And as um, Kristen and I connected and were able to um, come together for this podcast, I had no idea that she had these struggles with fertility. Mm -hmm. And so just to hear her heart on this, it's just really cool how God set it all up this way. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's so cool. When I got your email and we were kind of talking about the topic back and forth and you shared this vision, at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm qualified for this topic. Like, I don't know if I'm the best fit. And in my heart, there was even that wrestle of like, well, maybe maybe my sister should do this interview, Bethany, because she just had a baby in February and it's her first. And so she's experienced physical birth. But then I just felt like God, kind of give me this gentle peace and just kind of nudge my spirit. Like, Hey, this is a good topic for you to talk about because even though you haven't produced physical life, um, you've grown so much in what it means to be a woman who for one cheers on other women. I think that it's easy and tempting. And I have felt that to become bitter and my heart, like, well, I can't do this. And so now I'm bitter towards other women who can, or, you know, even bitter towards God. Like, why isn't God gifting me with this ability that he clearly designed me for as a woman? Like, why isn't this working? Um, and even God just giving me that peace to trust him, to trust his sovereign plan. And so, yeah, when I got your email, there was a little bit of a hesitation in my heart. And I'm just so grateful for the work that God has done because honestly, 
like five, six years ago, this was a lot harder for me. And God has just grown me and helped me to see the joy that can come from embracing a bigger vision of what it means to be a fruitful woman. So thank you for having this conversation. It's really an honor to talk about this. This is like, I have chills just seeing just how God was so sovereign in it. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And for me, being a former labor and delivery nurse, I saw the, you know, the great, beautiful births, but I also saw the prematurity. I saw the fetal demise. I've seen the stillborns. I've seen all these things. And even though I haven't experienced it in my own body, I was there while everything was happening with my patients. And there were times that I would even wrestle with the idea of just like, you know, the question why my patients asked me why. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, like something mm. understand, but all of that to say that I think you have such a unique perspective and a unique testimony that can be brought to this because I feel like it's almost kind of like, of course, people can talk about, you know, women's identity and purpose and, you know, bringing spiritual life and bringing birth if they've been able to give birth, you know, like mm. there's, there's this other group of people, these other group of women who struggle with fertility or have had several miscarriages or um, certain things have happened. And, you know, and they may feel a little bit outcasted because they're like, well, that may yeah. not really apply to me. So I love that you're able to bring that aspect of not being able to quote unquote birth spiritual, um, birth physical children, yeah. but to be able to really sit down and say, I know where you've been. I see, I see you, I feel your pain, but let me show you the spiritual side of this too. Like that is, I love it. And I love that you talk about just the mentorship and being able to disciple because there's so much more that we can do, you know, yes, having children is beautiful. And if everyone could just, you know, super easy, that would be awesome. But right. That's just not how things are, but there's still so much that we can do. And specifically that women can do. Yeah. Amen to all of that. And it's, it gives such a bigger vision because, you know, really, if you think about it, the season that a woman is able to birth is a pretty short season in the grand scheme of her entire life. Right. Yeah. You know, if, if we're seeking to do things God's way, like, okay, marriage, and then starting a family after you're married and just, you know, how many years does a woman have? Like it's pretty short. And if you think of all the years before she's in her childbearing season, all the years after, like those are a lot of years. And so I think it's so important that we do as women, we acknowledge this beautiful reality that we are made with bodies that are, you know, able to produce life. And in a fallen world, we know that doesn't always happen for each one of us, but that's a part of our natural design, but it speaks to something so much bigger and, and a vision that God wants us to have as women for producing spiritual life, for being fruitful women who are ministering, who are producing spiritual children in the lives of the next generation. I just think of Titus too, and that beautiful calling yeah. that we see of older women mentoring younger women. Like we are called to pour into the younger generation and that can start way before you're married, way before you're even thinking about having kids, we can be disciple makers. We can be women who are discipling someone younger than us. And I think I like my passionate girl to find is to help women see that vision for being women who produce spiritual life and pouring into the next generation. And I'll even encourage teen girls who are like, well, I'm just a teen. Like I'm not that old. I'm like, you know what? you're a teen um, and you have some spiritual knowledge, like you're growing in your faith, but think of girls who are four years younger than you, three years younger than you. They're further behind in their spiritual walk. So imagine if you reached out to girls who were like 11, 12, 13, if you started mentoring them, like, you know, and it just blows their minds. They're like, wait, me, a mentor? Like I'm so young, but I've seen girls do it. My own sister, when she was 12 years old, started mentoring a girl who was nine. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. And she, you know, our moms were actually getting together 
my younger sister, like our mom, and then that girl's mom would meet once a week. And so they were just hanging out. And my younger sister was like, you know, I could be more intentional with this. And so she literally got a book that was like a little Bible study for preteen girls and asked this little friend if she wanted to go do it with her once a week. And they just started going through this little book. And I was like watching this going, okay, wow. I was so not that mature at 12 years old. Right? But, I was not right. Like, yeah, not even close, but I just saw that and thought, wow, what a beautiful vision of being a fruitful woman, even when you're young, like having that vision and then taking it with you throughout all of your life is really God's ultimate calling for us as Christians to make disciples. And it's just such a beautiful vision to get a hold of. That's so good. And that ties in so perfectly to the topic of knowing what you're carrying, because so many times we could just say, well, I know what I'm carrying, you know, in a physical sense, like if you know if it's a boy or girl, or even in a purpose sense, like, yeah, I know what I can do now. But we really, I love that you brought the idea of how small of a window childbearing age really is. Right. Yet we don't die after our childbearing age. <laughs> yes. So it's like, all right, you're done. That's all you're good for. Like, right. it shows that there's so much more besides, yes, like we said, yes, having children is great. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. They're beautiful blessings from the Lord but there's more to life besides that. And I feel like that brings a hope to those who can't birth physical children because sometimes we can get so caught up in that identity of having children and being a mother to these children that we forget, wait, I have other gifts, I have other talents, there are other things that I can do. And I have seen your life as an example, but others as well, that for those who have struggled with fertility, that they've used what they've been through to, you know, they, they've processed it, they've healed from it and, or in the process of healing, but they really take the time to see what else they have. They look yeah. at what else do I have? What can I use this pain for? What can I use this, this time in my life? How can I turn this for good? How can I glorify God with this? And so for those that are listening, I just want to encourage you that there's more than what you don't have. Focus on what you're carrying now. Focus on what God has within you. You may not have all the money in the world, but use what you have now. You may not be able to do this talent, but God has given you other things here. And so I really want to just emphasize the idea of knowing what you're carrying, because when you understand what you have inside of you, you are less distracted by what others have inside of them. Because Mm -hmm. as as women, we naturally compare ourselves to others. I hate that about ourselves. Yes. But we do. We look at other people and social media does not help at all because you just think people have it all together. And we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Just people assume that you just have it all together and you really don't, you know? (laughs) um, Yep. You get caught up in that. And so you get caught up in what the money they have, the car they have, the cool clothes, the man, whatever it is. And you forget that there are beautiful things in your life now. Like, yes, they may have one thing that you desire, but you still have all of these other beautiful things that the Lord has blessed you with and allotted you to have. And so we have to focus on what we are carrying because if we don't focus on what we're carrying, we're not tending to it well. You know, for example, Mm -hmm. two people are pregnant, but one woman, say one woman is pregnant and she's further along in her um, pregnancy. And one woman maybe is newly pregnant and she doesn't know. And so she's so focused on worrying about the other girl being pregnant that she's not attending to her developing child within her. And so she's not nourishing it well. She's not tending to it. She may not be taking prenatals, you know, doing all the things that you do once you're pregnant. 
the child developing inside of her is not developing as it should because she's so focused on what someone else has. And so it's just mm-hmm. so important for us to stop and analyze and understand what we have to know what we're carrying and to tend to it well and to birth the thing that we're carrying, not what everybody else has mm-hmm. what we're carrying inside of us. Amen. Amen, girl. That's such a good word. Um, one thing that God really helped me exactly what you're saying, like, okay, what has God gifted me? Like what, what a community, what family, what school, what job, like where has God placed me and how is he calling me to be faithful right where he has me? And I think one of the things, like you said, the comparison that gets us so tripped up as women is when we start looking around and we look to the left and we see, oh, our friend over there, she's, you know, got the boyfriend or she's married or she's having kids and, oh, the friend over there, she's got money and they go on these great vacations or she's got a big social media following or, oh, that friend, she's really pretty. You know, whatever it is, we start comparing rather than going, okay, God, this is the life you've given me. What gifts have you given me? What gifts have you blessed me with? What resources, what community, what family, whether it's good, whether it's hard, um, how are you calling me to run in my lane and to serve you and pour out for you in my lane? And I kind of like that vision of like a lane, like we're all running in a lane and God wants us to keep our gaze focused forward, right? Like that forward motion of like, God, help me to run faithfully in my lane, to not look over to the left lane, look in the right lane and wish I had that story, but to go, God, this is the story you have for me. This is my life. How are you calling me to be faithful with what I'm carrying? Like exactly what you're saying. And I know for me, that was like, I was battling that for so long, looking around and going, okay, well, all my friends are getting married. They're all starting families. And here I am. I'm married, but I'm not starting a family. Like this isn't happening for me. And then my sister got married and she had her baby and my brother got married and his wife and they've had several kids and my other, um, you know, my brother's brother and his wife. And I'm just like sitting, you know, thinking, wow, I'm the, I'm the only one here just kind of left behind. And that's when God really just brought that conviction to my heart of, you know what? I have gifted you in unique ways. And I want you to run the race that I've called you to serve me faithfully right where I have you in the season you're in, not waiting until you get to a different season until, you know, your prayers are answered, but to faithfully serve me right now, right where I have you and to not compare, but to trust me. And uh, for me, that was really a time of surrender of just saying, Lord, yes, I do trust you. You do know what's better. You have gifted me and blessed me with ways that I can be fruitful for you right now. Help me to serve you faithfully and to not compare. And truly when I came to that place of surrender, I experienced freedom like never before. Like that Psalm talks about that joyous mother of children, those spiritual children. I was finally able to see like, wow, discipleship and mentoring and ministering and serving and loving others. Like there's so much joy to be had in serving God right now, right where we had, right where he has us. And the freedom that I experienced was just unlike anything. And so I echo your exhortation of like, yes, whoever's listening right now, wherever God has you just really ask him, God, how do you want me to be faithful right now, right here? Yeah, that's really good. And I think that this is a really good thing to just be discussed because maybe someone doesn't struggle with fertility, so to speak, but they also just struggle with all the pressures that are put on them by society, right? Like Mm. even if it's not having kids, when you're going to, when you're going to get married, when are yes. you going to when are you going to go to where are you going to graduate when are you going to you know and there's so many pressures that are put on us like oh, yeah. this weird rule whoever came up with it they're like like who said you have to be married by 30 i asked someone that the other day cuz they were frustrated that their life wasn't moving like it should and i was like who came up with this rule and they right. came to me and i was like exactly <laughs> yep exactly 
we get so just caught up in these traditions of society, I guess you can say. And so because of that, we feel that we are not built correctly or we don't have this or we start questioning God on these things when it really just comes down to us really just trusting God, like you said, because I'm yes. sure you've had, you know, plenty of people ask you, especially if they don't know your, um, your obstetrical history and your fertility issues that you've had, they may, mm-hmm. Hey, when's the baby coming? Why don't you, yes. now? you know, and you're like, well, do you really want to know? <laughs> right. Right. Do you have an hour? <laughs> yeah. And then you see their face just slowly drop as you tell them and you're like, yeah, this is why you don't ask. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> They, yeah. they mean well, and they're just actually curious and it just, yes. And they, you know, they're just used to the, the normalities of society, I guess. But even in that, we still have to root ourselves in Christ because I, I imagine with your fertility issues that there was, or like you mentioned that there, there was this time of just like really struggling with your identity, like, Lord, like I'm supposed to do this and I'm not, or right. For, it's not fertility. It's like I said, relationships, getting married, whatever the case is, getting the job, graduating from college, all the things that are quote unquote expected. And when they fall out of everyone else's timeline, it can get easy to just kind of fall into like, well, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, if I'm not doing anything that everyone expects, like, what am I supposed to be doing? And this is why it's so important to go back to Christ, go back to rooting your identity and purpose in him, because that's when you realize what you're carrying inside of you. And it's like, hey, I might not be married by now, but look what I am doing. Look that I am, not that you just do these things to please other people, but you also just showing like, there's other things that God has for me. So let's focus on those things, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And there's that, I think it's the enemy's deception. And like, it's such a good lie that, oh, I'll be fully happy as a woman once I get blank, right? You know, once yeah. I get married, mm-hmm. once I have children, once I get the job, you know, get um, that social media following, whatever it is, like, oh, start that ministry or, and there's so much. And I think it's just such a good lie. Like, it's a very deceptive, but very, um, juicy lie from the enemy that we often buy into that. Okay. Well, once I get that thing, then I'll be truly happy. But the truth is joy, true joy and happiness doesn't come from a change of circumstances. It comes from a change of heart. And so the beauty of that is that God can give us so much joy and contentment in our current circumstances right now. We don't have to wait until we get that thing, um, to be happy. Cause that's, that's not actually where true joy and fulfillment is found. It's found in our relationship with Christ. And I think the danger of buying into that lie is that we think, okay, well, once, you know, let's say for me, if it's children, once I have children, then I'll finally, I'll have arrived. Like I'll finally be happy. But the truth is if that becomes the idol in my heart, like the thing that I'm worshiping more than God, then even if I had children, it's not going to satisfy. There's going to be things that are hard about motherhood. Like I, I see firsthand with my sister, right? Like motherhood isn't just all rainbows and butterflies. Like there are challenges, you lose sleep, your body changes. Um, you're sacrificing so much of yourself for this little baby and it's all beautiful things. But I think when we get so fixated on, I must have blank, you know, I must have that thing to be happy. Um, what we don't realize is that thing has become an idol in our heart. And even if we get it, it's not going to be enough because those things were never meant to be the source of our satisfaction and fulfillment. Christ is always meant to be that for us. And so it doesn't matter what circumstances we're in, what season we're in, we can have the fullness of joy that the Psalms talk about the fullness of life right now when we look to Christ and really cultivate that authentic relationship with him. Yeah. Mm. All of that is so good. So, so, so good. Because that's so true. We 
just we look and it's great to look forward in the future right have these hopes and desires but that could be what your soul is anchored in because whatever you're hoping in involves a human who is not perfect who will fail you in some capacity or another who will bring hardships who will you know like it's not going to be all that it's just may look like on the outside and so right we get there and then we're going to be like, what? <laughs> like, uh-huh. um, this, this isn't what I expected. And God's like, yeah, yes. I am the thing that doesn't change. And so it's like, it has to be rooted in like, you have to, if you really just think about it, your foundation has to be Christ because yes. he is the one thing that will not change. He is the same yesterday, mm-hmm. today, and forever. So therefore his character is unchanging. His sovereignty is unchanging, his provision, all of these things, all of these attributes about him, his goodness, his faithfulness, all of these things are unchanging. They have been good and will be good forevermore. Unlike the other things of this world. Yes, there's beauty to all these things that you're wanting. There's There's nothing wrong with wanting marriage and wanting children and wanting a better job. There's nothing wrong with these things, but they cannot replace Christ. They cannot replace that because if you make that your foundation, as soon as it's wiped out from under you, everything else falls apart. Right. Then you're back to the bottom. You know? (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then you'll you'll try to find something else. You'll go, okay, well, that didn't work. Let me try this other thing. Let me look to something else. And it's just like this endless chase. Yep. Yep. And so it just has to come back to Christ. So um, you mentioned this earlier about the book Girl Defined. So just to make it a little bit clearer for everyone, that there is a ministry. Girl Defined, but they have also written a book, Girl Defined. And in that book, you talk about beauty, femininity, identity. So what led you and Bethany, your sister, to write this book? Yeah. So the book is the namesake of the ministry. And it's funny because we, when we came up with the name Girl Defined for our ministry, we had no idea it would turn into a book. And so after we launched, it was a total God thing. My sister and I had a passion for wanting to write a resource that we could give to women, um, you know, young women, something that would be everything else we couldn't like say in that moment. So let's say we're like speaking somewhere or they're listening to us on YouTube and there's so much more we want to say, but we didn't have a resource that we could recommend, like something that was all the things that we wanted to unpack with them. And so we just had this burden on our hearts. Like we want a resource that we can give to women that will say everything about what it means to be a girl defined by God, but we had no idea how that was ever going to happen. And so a publisher actually contacted us out of the blue, like emailed us and we thought it was spam. And so we (laughs) ignored the message for a couple of weeks. And then finally my sister was like, you know, I think this is a real message. And so we responded and sure enough, it was a publisher and it was an acquisitions editor within the publishing house. And they said, yeah, we want to talk to you guys about writing a book. And so God just totally opened the door. And as we were working with them on like what the book could be about, and we shared our heart for wanting to write a resource that was all about what it means to be a girl defined by God. They said, Hey, we actually really like the name girl defined. And we want that to be the name of your first book. And we were like, what? That's so cool. And so it was just such a God thing that first of all, girl defined ministries was founded and that God gave us this, um, just this heart and passion and even platform to share about his good design for womanhood online. And then that the publisher wanted us to write a book on it and then name it girl defined. We were just like, okay, Lord, you are so good. And you open and close doors as you see fit. And wow, thank you for this privilege to create this resource that really helps 
um, just share our story of our journey of learning what it meant to become Girls Defined by God and then able to share what we've learned um, to dig into your word and really unpack that for girls and women around the world. So that's really how the book came about. And it's just been so cool to see the book get translated into many different languages and just to really, we call it the sisterhood community of girls around the world, Christian sisters linking arms, um, encouraging one another, striving together to encourage each other to be girls defined by God. And it's only something God could do. So yeah, it's really encouraging to see. I love that. I love it so much. And I love that just the, how the opportunity presented right. itself, that that's a whole sermon in <laughs> itself, just to show what God has for you is for you and you'll be able to give birth right. in your time to whatever God is wanting for you. That's really cool. I, I really like, this is something we talked about before we started recording, but I really just love the topics that are discussed, the beauty that God has designed for us, the feminine side that maybe isn't discussed as often or in the ways that it is discussed, it's not biblical. And so I love that you're able to just talk about the hard things that so many girls struggle with, but aren't like, there's no resources to address it. You know, just like you said, like you wanted to talk more about it, but you didn't have anybody to really refer them to. So you're like, let's write about it ourselves. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And there are, there are a lot of great ministries out there and we're definitely not the only one. I mean, what you're doing is amazing, helping girls really become girls defined by God in the ways that you're ministering to them. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, there were certain topics that were kind of near and dear to our heart, like identity specifically yeah. wanting to really unpack um, God's specific design for the female um, versus the male. You know, there as Christians, there's a lot of things we're called to men, as men and women, but there's some distinctives about our design as males and females and really wanting to unpack that. Like, why did God make us female? Like, what's the purpose in that? How does he want us to glorify him specifically in our femininity? And so that, like you're saying, those aren't things that are often talked about really breaking down those distinctives and like showcasing the beauty of God's design and just helping young women understand what it means to embrace biblical femininity and how to walk that out. So yeah, those were some things we didn't see a lot of resources on. So we knew we wanted to have something that really dug into that specifically. Yeah, and I'm definitely thankful that y'all did create like um, go forward with writing the book because it is such a great resource for other people as well. I really love that. Oh, thank you. So, um, as we're talking about just the different ministries, the side of Christian Girls Pop, we focus on purpose, obedience, and prayer. And just like you said, it 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 also is um, talking about how it can be to be defined by God, just in a different sense. And so as we're talking about identity, purpose, and knowing what you're carrying, which is a topic for the week, how do you feel that purpose, obedience, and prayer really tie into that topic? Oh, that's so good. Well, I mean, understanding our purpose, our first and foremost purpose is to glorify God, um, to serve him, to build his kingdom, to make disciples. I feel like if we as women can catch that vision, um, that vision of Titus two, that discipleship, like this is my ultimate purpose. It's more important than my job my career, my relationship status, um, what other people think of me, like first and foremost, my purpose is to build God's kingdom. And he, I can do that right now, right where he has me. And I think having that purpose in mind and taking that vision into wherever God has us right now, that will give us kind of empower us with that truth that, okay, that's what obedience looks like right now. And then knowing I can't do this on my own. I am weak. I, I often want to give into the flesh and be lazy and give into the fear of man. You know, I don't want to speak up about truth because it's not popular, whatever it is, the things we 
wrestle with. Um, I think that obedience and that prayer, like you're talking about, we need the Holy spirit, like in order to be obedient, we need to be prayerful Mm -hmm. to be women who aren't just like the world talks a lot about strong women, you know, be a strong woman, but God's version of strong is so different than what our world portrays as a strong woman. He calls us to be women who are humbly reliant upon him, Mm -hmm. Um, not strong in and of ourselves, but strong in him. Women who recognize how truly weak we are and how much we need his strength to enable us to walk out the life he's called us to in obedience. And so women who are humbly on our knees saying, God, help me. I can't do this. I can't fight this temptation. I can't even serve you or have the right heart of um, of selfless love without you giving that to me. It comes from you. Help me today to walk this out. So yeah, I think it impacts every part of our womanhood. Um, and I love that your ministry is so focused on those core things that are at the foundation of really what it means to be a Christian. I really just really enjoy the topics that y'all talk about as far as just being God, God designed, right? Because mm-hmm. the world will define you if you let it. Oh yes. And it will define you. It will define what's inside of you. It will just try. And the way it defines you is not correct. <laughs> Let's oh, clarify yeah. that. It will mm-hmm. define you in all the wrong ways. And there's something There's something so important and so beautiful about just coming to the realization of what God has for you and why God created you. I like the simple question that you asked, why did God create me to be a female? Yeah. Like, because that could have easily been, I could have, could have easily been a man like right <laughs> very simple switch there he could have done while he was creating me yeah uh, he chose to not give me that chromosome and here I am being a woman so like what does that mean for me and once you know that like it just really helps the course of everything else to move forward because I feel just like you said I feel like the purpose is the foundation for everything like you said it's meant we're meant to glorify God and as you develop that and really see what that means specifically for you, then you move forward in obedience and then you pray about it as you go along. But it has to start with the why. It's like, why, mm-hmm. why, why? Who am I? Why did God say that I am this way? Why did he create me this way? These are all valuable things. And I think it's really important to just say that the answers that we will get, none of them will be bad answers, if that makes sense. Like, we're not going to find out like, oh, he made me this way just because he didn't care. Like, Oh, he just threw me together. He's like, no, he's yeah. you're going to get are going to be like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like, yes, how awesome, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So um, we're going to wrap this podcast up. One last minute thing. Do you have any last minute advice for those that are struggling with understanding their identity and their purpose? Yes, I have a verse I've been wanting to share. Um, It comes from Psalm 138.8. And this, in understanding our identity and purpose, um, like like we've both been saying, like it starts with understanding our life isn't about us. It's about us glorifying God, building his kingdom, um, and then entrusting the way that he wants us to do that to him. And so I guess my last word of encouragement would just be that wherever God has you, don't wait to start fully serving him, fully living for him until you get to that other season or until that prayer is answered that you've been praying, Mm. really take a pause and go, God, how can I be faithful and serve you right now? And Psalm 138.8 really kind of became um, a life verse of mine more recently, probably last year when I was really wrestling. Um, That's when I had another miscarriage last year and and then was really diagnosed with that unexplained infertility, recurrent miscarriage, and just wrestling with my identity. And I just came across this verse and it was such an encouragement to me because it says, 
Psalm 138.8 says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Mm. And this verse just became such a promise and a prayer of my heart. Just that promise that the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. And in our lives as women, we often feel left behind or left out or like we're not as far along as we'd hoped or we're not in the season that we're praying for. And this verse reminds, it's reminded my heart and I hope it reminds everyone listening right now that the Lord will fulfill his purpose for you. He's doing it right now. He is in control. He sees the timeline of your life. Your days are numbered, right? Like he sees the beginning from the end and he has a plan and a purpose for you. And that doesn't start later. It starts right now. He loves you. Um, His steadfast love endures forever. Like this Psalm reminds us. And so just that, that encouragement that the Lord has a purpose for you. He sees you right now and he wants to use you to build his kingdom, to point others back to him as a woman right now, right where he has you. And so just an encouragement to, to start living fully for him today. Um, when I saw this promise or just really this reminder in the Psalms, it helped me to embrace my season, even though it's a hard season of infertility and I don't have all the answers. And I, I wonder, wow, will I ever be able to bear physical children? I may, maybe someday that, that prayer will be answered. Maybe not. I don't know, but I do know that the Lord's purposes for me will be fulfilled. And as I seek to faithfully honor him with my life, um, there's so much joy in serving him right now. Such a good final word. I love that. I actually turned to it while you were um, speaking on it and I have it highlighted too. So I'm sure. I've yes, it's a good one. <laughs> I was like, oh yes, I've seen this verse before. We have oh, yes. had our fair share of this verse. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's such a good final word of just, wow. Just knowing that, yes, we have plans. We have all these things that we want, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. That will be what comes to pass. And yes. whatever it's inside of you, but whatever God has placed in you is what he wants to birth out of you. And so that would be my last minute thing that I would just say, know what you're carrying, know what God has placed within you, know that there's a time and a place for everything. There are things within you that need time to develop before you can fully see them come to pass. There are certain things that you have to wait on, but when it is birthed, when you see the fruition of it come to pass, when you see it manifest right before your Mm. eyes, you will be in awe of the savior. You'll be in awe of the sovereign one who has put all things together and does all things well. He is a Romans eight twenty eight God. He works out all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And you can trust that. You can hold on to that as truth. You can cling to that. And you can let that be the thing that pushes you forward and keeps you going on this journey. As you mm-hmm. stay in your lane, as Kristen mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. you focus on your life. You, you move the course that you're supposed to you run the race and God will carry you every single step of the way. Amen. Amen. And amen. So I'm sure that y'all enjoyed this podcast so much. Kristen, you gave so many good tips, so many good nuggets. I loved hearing your story, just your passion for Christ and seeing how he has just fully just so done such a transformation in your life. It's really cool to see. So thanks so, so, so much for being a part of this podcast. I am so blessed by this. Oh, thank you. It was such a blessing to talk to you. I feel like we could just keep going for hours. So I'm sad it's over, but thank you for for having me on. I'm so encouraged by this conversation. Yes, this was really good. Um, So for those that are wanting to follow you, see what you're all about, learn more about Girl Defined, how can they find you? Mm -hmm. 
So girldefined.com is kind of our headquarters. So that's our website. And then we're on all the social medias, uh, Instagram at girldefined, Facebook at girldefined. Um, we just recently launched our podcast. So it's on Apple, I, you know, Apple, iTunes, whatever, Spotify, all the different places. And it's called the Girl Defined Show. So we're super pumped to get into the podcast world. But yeah, just if you just search Girl Defined, you will find something and be able to connect with you. We would love to connect with you. Yes, they have so many great resources. There is something for everyone. If you don't like a blog, maybe you like the YouTube. If you don't like YouTube, maybe you want a book. If you don't want a book, maybe you want social media. <laughs> all, there's no excuse. Make sure you go and follow them on all platforms like she mentioned. And check out their latest podcast that they just did. Now that you're listening to our podcast, you can finish this one up and then head on over to Girl Define. It's the Girl Define show, right? Yes, nailed it. Cool. So, <laughs> so I hope that you guys check it out. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. After you follow Girl Define, make sure you follow Christian Girls Pop if you haven't already. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. Our website is under renovation right now. So if you look up ChristianGirlsPop.com, it's not up for everyone to see right now. We're working on some new stuff. We'll let you know when it's ready to drop. You can also um, send any emails to christiangirlspop at gmail.com. I'd love to chat with you, get to know you a little better and pray for you if you have any prayer requests. Be listening out. We will be announcing our monthly Bible study for the month of December. So make sure you check that out so you can be ready to save the date. You'll be, we'll be announcing it on our social media. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget it.